0: the man is a menace, yeah, building a dynasty, some of the finest things, promise you, you won't regret it, mm. Slice sly as a fox, coach it in pop, give him his props, here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare to him at all, so don't even try, careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake, whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, Fantasy Roundtable, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, Fantasy Roundtable, Fantasy, Fantasy Roundtable, Fantasy Roundtable. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go!
2: This episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast. It is Wednesday, which is weird to say because it's been a long time since we've been live on a Wednesday But as Matt, Dennis, and myself have mentioned over the past couple of weeks, we're going to go back to our three-day-a-week schedule now with the NFL season practically here. We're in the final week of preseason games. Next week is, I believe, like the biggest weekend for redrafts, so that'll be a a lot of fun. I know I have my main old job one. I don't work there anymore, but my job, the one that I've been in for like 12 years now. Um, No, I'm sorry. Man, I'm my weekend's all mixed up. That's next weekend. This weekend is my current job one, which I've been in for about ten years now, and uh, I'm excited for it. I won the championship last year, so looking forward to repeating. But uh, we're gonna talk about our top twenty-four quarterbacks, Matt. It's been a while since we've been on the mic together. I was. In the uh, in Canton for the Expo, and then I just got incredibly sick, uh, which was not a lot of fun. and I've just now finished recovering. so it's good to be back with you. How's everything been?
1: I you know it's been good. i'm I'm heartened to see you still have your Browns sweatshirt and you've uh, recovered from the computer auto drafting Dalvin Cook for you on uh, on Monday during the mock draft.
2: You know it's funny that you say that because I knew we were starting that. And I started talking to, as you know, but I don't care, we can peel back the curtain here a little bit for the folks at home. My wife changed, not changed jobs, but changed. She's at the same place, but changed different position, all that good stuff. And so she's off on Mondays now. So, like, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my wife. So, like, we were talking about just different stuff that has happened. And we were having, talking, having a good, and all of a sudden I see a p- thing pop up on my phone and a tag. And I'm like, what? Who tagged me in Discord? Cause I'm in another draft as well, in all 22 one, which is fantastic, by the way. And I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean I got autoed? And I look, it's like, oh, dear God. Like, we already started. So, yeah, I autoed uh, Dalvin Cook and Travis Kelsey, I believe. But hey, I still like the way my team turned out i think it was a bad team i went pretty running back heavy after that but no i
1: just i didn't suspect that that might not have been the player you would have chosen for yourself
2: it definitely wouldn't have been but you know what it's all right i like I said i think the team turned out pretty well um but yeah glad to be back yeah love the browns actually had a conversation about them today with a, a good customer of mine uh Rooting for the Browns. She just got her Brown season tickets after apparently a bunch of people canceled theirs because of the, you know, Deshaun Watson thing. So, but hey, good for her. She got Brown season tickets. So I'm happy for her. I told her, you know, just gotta wait till next year. And then when the Browns are able to win a Super Bowl, you can still be happy for Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Not to be happy for Deshaun Watson. So I'm excited though. That is, um, did you guys talk about that? Did that come down the pipe, yeah. I guess, by the time? Okay, cool. So we will have to revisit that. That's good. I, I didn't want We to made a you. few jokes
1: about that being the reason you were gone on Monday. Or uh, on uh, you know, Friday. You weren't, you weren't
2: necessarily wrong on that part either. It's uh, been a very interesting time in Cleveland Brownland. All right, so quarterbacks. We are obviously going heavy into redraft season. Dynasty, there's not really a lot going on outside of injuries. Uh, really, the main one, if you want to call it that, was Colin Johnson, who was – I think probably going to make the Giants roster, but not someone we really care about for fantasy wise. Like he's probably a guy who like he had some decent games here and there throughout his time at Jacksonville and last year, but not a guy you're probably starting ever on the fantasy side of things. So not much to discuss there on the news side. So let's talk about our quarterbacks. Matt, Dennis, and myself put together our top 24 for redraft this year, and Matt pulled a consensus on them. How do you want to start? You want to go from 24 to 1 or 1? 1 Let's to 24? go 24 to 1. 24 to 1. So we're going ascending, right? I yes, ascending. Ascending. Yes. That's okay. That's what I thought. So at 24
1: comes in as Carson, Carson Wentz.
2: Wentz. Interesting. Which
1: I will take the Mike. Neither of you guys had him in there, so I'll be honest. The top twelve, we were pretty close with a lot of, you know, twelve or thirteen of them, and then once you get beyond that, it is a lot of radical differences. So here at the bottom, there are a few guys that one or two of us put in, and the rest didn't. I have Carson Wentz at nineteen. Um, You and Dennis didn't have him in your top 24, so that is why his average ends up as a 23, because we factored in a pick of 25 for anyone who didn't appear in somebody's list. I guess I was a lot more excited. Maybe it's because I had to actually do a commander's um, preview, and I realized that Carson Wentz was QB 14 last year. Uh, we think about it not being a great season, um, but statistically and fantasy wise, it wasn't that bad. And I think with Terry McLaurin, um, you know, Logan Thomas came off pup, which is a good sign. They have Jahan Dotson. Uh, they have JD McKissick. I actually think being a mid to low end QB2 isn't out of the realm of possibility. People might be hating on him a little bit too much, unless Sam Howell gets the job.
2: I feel I have not watched a lot of preseason, but I feel like everything I've heard is Sam Howell is not going to be getting that job because he's not been particularly good. Um, I don't hate Carson Wentz. I, I think I feel like we talked about we did the commander's preview that he was a good quarter. Well, I, I don't think I was actually on we did the commander's preview, but I feel like we've talked about him before. And I I know that he had a good year last year. As a guy that I would target, I just don't think the commanders are going to be good which is why I did not rank him in my top 24. Maybe he has a better season than I'm giving him credit for. He's a guy that I probably, like looking at my top 24 now, like he could probably be 24 over Daniel Jones. I just think yeah, that's interesting. Upside.
1: You, I had Wentz that I went for. You went with uh, Daniel Jones that knew, none of us had. Dennis, interestingly enough, went with Marcus Mariota, who didn't make it in there yet either who he thinks has kind of dual threat ability and has two better weapons with Pitts and London, which that's not necessarily off base either. So one of these three guys will probably end up in the uh, top 24 to choose your own adventure.
2: Well, well, let's, let's stick with all three of those then, because we've kind of talked about Carson Wentz. Like I could see it. Let's, let's go to Marcus Mariota because there's one reason why I did not rank him. Desmond Ritter. Yes, I, I feel like it may be I'm 100% honest. Maybe I'm letting bias get the best of me here. I feel like he's looked fairly impressive, at least at times in all of these games. I think there's a better shot than none that he plays this year, which is why I did not put Mariota in my top 24. If I knew that Mariota was going to play the entire season, I probably would have put him higher than 24. But I do feel like there's a realistic shot that Ritter gets in at some point.
1: I think Atlanta's going to be bad. Um, I, you know, we've already seen Drake London get banged up. Uh, their line is not particularly great. A lot of questions about the running game. And also, I think all you need to know about whether you think Mariota is top 24 is a lot of people wanted to make a big thing about the last preseason game. He had a great over-the-top to Kyle Pitts on that Monday night game. Kyle Pitts is running free, wide open down the sideline. That ball is so underthrown. Kyle Pitts almost couldn't catch it because it was, he had to like contort his body to get it. And you watch some of the way that Desmond Ritter has thrown and played, I think at some point in time. You know, when Atlanta's trucking toward a top five pick, they're going to want to look at Ritter. He's looked good in the preseason. There seems to be a lot of buzz that he's a guy they like in the building. And you already can tell Mariota feels it coming because he's talked about how he wants to mentor him and come alongside him and do all these things. So Marcus Mariota would have to have an otherworldly start to the season, I think, to, to hold that job all year. Yeah, I agree. I
2: mean, like I said, I've not watched a ton of preseason action, uh, but the stuff I've seen like Desmond Ritter's throw, and I don't know exactly who it was to, but from everything I saw, it looked like one of the better throws I've seen from him and Mariota combined over in the middle of the field, like perfectly placed in between his receiver was coming across the middle and just in front of the defender, like just a perfect throw. So I do think that he gets on there. What are your thoughts though about Daniel Jones? So,
1: That's the one that could. Yeah, go ahead. I I think you're right that he could because he can run and he has some weapons if he gets in good in that Brian Dayball system. I didn't have him as far down as Dennis did. There's The only thing that scares me is I actually think, you know, you mentioned the commanders not being good. I don't love the pieces the Giants have.
2: Yeah, so my reasoning on putting Jones there, and and I – Know a couple of Giants fans. Um, I'm in a couple of discords with them who just talk about like, apparently how bad he looks most of the time, not just in preseason games. But I guess there's not a lot of positive stuff coming out of camp about him either. So maybe I'm buying too much into Dayball, but I just feel like he's a good enough offensive coordinator and coach. I know he's not necessarily calling the plays at, in New York, but I feel like yeah, with what like he's. Kafka. Yeah, with what he's going to do, I feel like Jones will be relevant enough. And because of the rushing upside, is kind of what I put him there. I feel like these bottom guys can all be mixed around. Like I could easily see the argument for Carson Wentz. Um, You know, if you wanted to put Mitch Trubisky up there, if you think he's going to play most of the season, I feel like there's one quarterback that I ranked. Uh, that I know you did, not I don't know if Dennis did. I'll have to scroll through and see if I can find if he did or did not. Yeah, you're
1: talking about Watson, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, Dennis did. He has him all the way down at uh, 35. You probably missed him sitting down there with Drew Locke and Desmond Ritter. I did, I had him down in the 30s, too, and that's not a – because I don't like Watson. I just think him coming back not until week 13 – I'm not sure. I was curious to I would love to hear I see you have him at nineteen. You must think he's gonna have like another worldly last six games. I do.
2: So I don't know that any of these other quarterbacks below him. What you I you to have him at nineteen, right? Yeah, you have him at nineteen. So if you just go look at like last year's quarterbacks right around the twenty-four mark, I mean they were averaging like thirteen points a game, roughly, most of those guys in the in that range would it be surprising if and and this is kind of my thought process all this again, bias I'm wearing a Browns shirt right now so just take this for whatever take this however you want With the way that that schedule is set up early for the Browns and the fact that they could realistically start out the season four or five and O oh with that defense and as long as Jacoby reset does not turn the ball over, I think there's a realistic shot that going into week 13, they have a playoff shot still. I, Watson's going to go out there as soon as he's a, able to play. They're not going to be like, oh, we need to work him in. He's playing week 13. I think with his rushing upside and what he can do, I would not be surprised if he's putting up 20-plus points for, what is that, five weeks in a row? Well, see, maybe that's my fault. I think I'm counting week 18. I guess week 18 doesn't count for fantasy, so.
1: I mean, it does for, I think, their full season. Fantasy Bros was week 1 to 18 because um, there, there are there are people that play into week 18 so they do keep keep track i just even if he's at you know 20 let's say 22 points a game for six games which based on what he looked like coming out in preseason with the rust talking about going you and i are on opposite sides of the page too i think the browns will be somewhere around 500 all season long and i actually think they're say better than even chance that they get trucked the first three games that Uh, watson comes in because they're gonna because coming right into december football that texans crowd is going to be ready to go And what we saw when he came into jacksonville is that will play with your head even when you're playing against subpar teams when you have fans out there chanting some of the very strong thing. There's going to be protests everywhere, and then you go straight to a road game against Cincinnati, who we figure is going to be fairly decent, and a home game against the Ravens, who are going to be fairly decent. That's not an easy way to roll in uh, and to try to reacclimate yourself after two years not playing a game that's meaningful. But you know, he's definitely capable of producing those kind of.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at it, I just now, don't
1: know if uh, 130 points total even would be enough. Yeah, to crack That's the top. That's what I was Because like, like Matt Ryan's going to play a whole season, we think Michael Pittman's going to be a top ten receiver, and you think he's going to finish in sixteen or seventeen games below six that, games of Watson. That's that was an error, mine. Probably should have put him at QB twenty four.
2: Uh, and that was, I mean, if you look at last year, you're looking at right around QB 27 would be probably best bet. So looking at it, maybe I was a little too, I got a little yeah. excited.
1: When I thought Watson was only going to miss uh, six games, I had him like up there at QB 13, 14, because I think you can overcome missing that stretch and be close to, but missing 11, that's just so many and coming and it's, It's where you miss, like, if he would have played the first six and then gone out, you know, everybody comes in on equal footing and you would almost argue offense has a little bit on defense at the beginning. But coming into December weather, you know, he's a guy who played in a dome and in South Carolina going into these some of these cold weather environments, I wonder, I don't know. No, you guys are right. That was that. That was an error of mine. I'm mean, not necessarily right, but less bullish. No, no, you guys are right. That I can I can admit that. From what, one Browns players quarterback players. to a to former another. quarterback, uh, the next up in the countdown is Baker, um, who yeah. you had at twenty three. Dennis had at twenty one, so even more bullish. Um, I must not have drank the same Kool-Aid because I had him down at 28. And I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sold that we don't see him split the season with Sam Darnold because of the coach that he plays for.
2: I don't think he will. So they already announced him the starter, which coming into, I think like week one of the preseason, there was still a lot of talk that Baker won't start the season and we're going to ease him along. I think the fact that he already has come in there like, yeah, we're kind of done with Sam Darnold. We're going to Baker Mayfield. I think speaks to the fact that he's – unless he gets injured, I think he's going to be the guy all year. The only reason I think he would not have been is if Corral continued to look good. But because of the injury, he's now that out. Corral. I don't think they we'll want to go back.
1: Yeah. Can we just like pour one out for that Corral who many of us thought was going to be the top quarterback taken coming into the draft, ends up being like the last guy taken in the end of the third round by the Panthers and then gets a loose Frank injury. I don't know if I, if we ever see him actually play a meaningful game in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just don't like I him. Liked him so. that, yeah. <laughs> that oh, I, I, I'm not going to give up on corral just yet because um, I do think he looked good in the limited time he was out there. Obviously, that sucks, Liz Frank injury, but there's also quarterbacks who've been able to come back and play from that. So I know they – I believe they said his season's over regardless, so we're not going to yeah. see him this year. But with Baker, I don't think they go back to Sam Darnold unless there's an injury to Baker. We saw in the past this offense was actually pretty good with Teddy Bridgewater and look like – I think we can both admit Baker's a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy finishes QB 21 or 20 or 22, like in that range of that season where he had three wide receivers in the top 25. I think Baker can do that. I honestly wanted to move him higher, but I did not want to be too bullish on him. I think he's going to be good for this team. I really do. I Maybe I, I've been bullish on Baker. Since he came out, I was. Bridgewater
1: was QB nineteen,
2: so even better, even better than all what all of us ranked him. I. Was thrilled at the Browns drafted Baker. I still think he's a good quarterback. I think he got shit on for two years, not having any decent weapons around him. Odell was not a good fit. He had a bad coach his second year. Team completely goes in the the shitter. They bring in Kevin Stefanski. Move away, in my opinion, from what Baker is good at to go to this run-heavy team. And then last year, he was saddled with four or five injuries all season long, and they blamed him for the way the season went. I am rooting for him to succeed in Carolina. I do think he can outproduce QB 24 just because even if Matt rules fired, which is possible, I I would not be surprised if he's not fired. I don't think the new coach is going to come in and they're going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to go back to Sam Darnold. I think Baker's going to be the guy all season long. (laughs) So Jesse James, West for president, says Baker will finish top five in the MVP race this year guaranteed. Look, I would be all for it. I've said – I made a prediction early on that he, he would not trade. They would not trade Baker. He would end up taking taking them to the Super Bowl, lose, but take them to the Super Bowl and then end up trading him and moving on with everything going on before the Sean Watson stuff happened. Like I would love nothing more, even as a Browns fan and someone who loves Cleveland, I would love nothing more than to Baker to go out there and have an amazing season and just rub it in the Haslam's face for for everything, all the shit talking they did, everything the how poorly, in my opinion, they handled everything that happened with baker i would love to see that happen next up
1: mac, mac jones. jones
2: and so me and you had him or i had him at 22 did you have dennis, him?
1: me and dennis had him at 23 so we we're all okay. of the same mind i be honest i would have put the him i wanted to put him higher but then i remember joe judge and matt patricia and and i got scared
2: yeah, I, I, I want to believe in him, but I just there's no wide receivers. Like, I think if Thornton doesn't go down injured, I might believe a little bit more in Mac Jones having a better season. But until they get him some weapons, I'm just I don't know what to what to do with him. Um. So Zach Robb says just finished episode three of Hard Knocks. Put my kids college tuition on the line. So, hey, my co-host sitting right next to me had the Lions making the playoffs last year. I think this is a good shot. I have not had a chance to watch Hard Knocks uh, yet, but I love Dan Campbell. Not last year it was doing.
1: actually sadly on the Matt Patricia year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Matt Patricia. Year. Yeah. You know. I actually think that the line. I don't know if they will make the playoffs, but I would. I would bet that they are a nine or a ten win team. And I agree with you. Baker is a dog.
2: Like I, I'm. I said. I will be rooting for them to beat the Browns week one. I just said they could go four or five and oh, I would be very happy if they started out zero and one because Baker just goes in there and, and, and shits all over him. I really do. And yes, it is. Thank you. I, you know, again, it's much more of a compliment to me than it is to Sean McVay, but I appreciate that.
1: So, so next up is a guy that Dennis and I had ranked at 20 that you didn't have in your top 24. That's Jameis Winston. And I've heard some people Talking about they could see him having a renaissance back up into QB1. I'm not quite that bullish, but I do kind of like him coming into this year and what the Saints are doing. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just
2: out of the I'm sorry. Uh, look, I, I'm trying to think of a positive way to spin this. I don't think that the team is going to be as good as they have been in the past without Sean Payton. I know that they've pretty much kept the entire staff that was there with Payton, but Payton was, I I mean, is it fair to put him up there with like the likes of Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan when it comes to like offensive genius, like the way he's able to scheme things. We don't know that Michael Thomas is even going to be back healthy. He's already dealing with another injury. I know that, the uh, I know that Jar, Jar not Jarvis Chris Olave has had like a great preseason so far, and he's someone I really think is going to be good for that team. There's just so many questions. Like, the only player I really believe in right now for the Saints is Kamara, and that's because I think he's going to get a lot of rushing and a lot of dump offs, and apparently
1: not get suspended.
2: Yeah, like, I, I think Winston has, and maybe I'm Reading too much into, you know, Buccaneers, Jameis, and not, but even last year before he got hurt, he had like one good game and then he was bad, right? Well, like he that, wasn't.
1: That was the thing they said. Like Sean Payton worked really hard to help him reverse that kind of turnover bugaboo, which was what drove him ultimately out of Tampa Bay. If that's gone for good, they do have better weapons. If it's not, I mean, I guess that's the big unknown. I just don't trust it. I
2: mean, I, I see. You're right. He did get the eye surgery. Look, if – you know what? If I got eye surgery, I'm still not going to be able to see what's going. Like, I just don't think he reads defense as well. He never did it really well in college. He has never done it well getting into the NFL. Eye surgery is not going to fix that. So I I just don't uh, – I'm not in on Jameis Winston. I am out on him. But I had Tua as mine there, as my 21. 21- well, we'll he get guys. to Tua. He's oh, yeah, a little he's higher. Much higher. So next up uh, is Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah, who actually finished with the same uh, score as Jameis Winston, an average of 21.6. And that's because I have him down at quarterback 24. Um, You had him at 16. I think Dennis didn't have him in the top 20. Yeah, Dennis doesn't have him in the top 24 at all. So I... I don't mind Tannehill, but I'm not as in on the Tennessee offense in general, especially since uh, Traylon Burks apparently can't breathe and is playing with the third team. I also, there have been a lot of rumblings that we're going to see Malik Willis at some point this season. I know you don't believe that, but I would not put anything past Mike Vrabel, but why are you more bullish? Obviously, you're closer to his actual scoring from the last two years.
2: Because right, um, he's been consistent since being over there. Now, granted, I understand that was with Arthur Smith, who is now in Atlanta. It was one of the reasons why I love the landing spot for Desmond Ritter, because I think he can do for Desmond Ritter what he did for Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Again, I fully it. I have not watched a ton of preseason this year. But you know what preseason game I did watch the other day? The Titans game. Cause I was in the middle of doing a rookie dynasty draft and we had it on at the party. You know, who did not look like QB one, like a lot of people on Twitter were saying Malik Willis, he did not look good. And from what I heard, he wasn't really good in the week one one either. He still tries to get away with the stuff he got away with in college, where he tries to run around and then force the ball across the field. You can't do that in the NFL. Even Patrick Mahomes doesn't go and do that. He's probably the one quarterback who could I tell you that him, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, because of their arm strength, could. They don't do it because they know it's not smart. I don't think we see Malik Willis unless Ryan Tannehill Tannehill gets injured. He's been consistent with not necessarily great weapons around him for the most part. I mean, A.J. Brown's been often injured with Tennessee. Uh, Now, when he was on the field, he was an absolute beast. But when he wasn't, they didn't have a lot around him to help him either, I think at the end of the day, Burks will be fine. I'm not expecting him to be the new A.J. Brown as as everybody else thinks he does. They have Robert Woods, who I know is coming back from an ACL injury, but he's been good when he's on the field. I think they're going to find ways to get the ball out of his hand quick. He'll use his legs when he needs to, get some rushing touchdowns. At the end of the day, he'll be just like a mediocre QB, two, which is kind of where I have him. Like I I think he's going to start the whole season, so maybe that's where we – Differ, I differ from you two, so I'm sure Dennis thinks the same thing that maybe Malik Willis gets on the field. I think Tannehill plays the whole year. Just because of the rushing upside, he's going to finish decently for fantasy.
1: So right after him is uh, Jared Goff, um, who comes in at 19 overall, and that's because I had him in 18. Dennis had him at 19. You didn't rank him at all. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I love the weapons in Detroit. This might be part of my... I love what Dan Campbell's doing, and I think Jared Goff, when he's been given weapons and been given a line, has produced some fairly decent fantasy numbers, even if it didn't always look super successful. He's been one of the guys, he's going ADP-wise, QB27. He's been a guy that I think is a sneaky pickup in Superflex. Obviously, you're not quite as bullish.
2: I think he finishes right around the 24 range. I was debating between,
1: again, what gave
2: Daniel Jones the slight bump was the rushing upside. I think with the way that team is, now I could be wrong here because you're right. They do have phenomenal weapons all the field, but now it looks like Jamison Williams may not start. He sounds like he's going to be on PUP to start the season. I don't think he's going to play. I love Mesa, He is DJ on Chark. PUP, yeah. Okay, he
1: will yeah. miss the first four.
2: So I love DJ Chark. I think he's in for a good season. I don't know what to think about TJ Hawkinson. We talked about tight ends early in the year. We did our Detroit Lions thing. I was vis- I'm down on TJ Hawkinson. I know he was good at the start of the season, dealt with some injuries. He's dealt with injuries every single year. He's been kind of inconsistent. I think they're going to really rely on that line, which is phenomenal. They have probably, arguably, one of the top five lines in the NFL and that running game with the fact that that defense, I think is getting a little bit better. Like I think golf's going to make plays and he's going to have games, but I just, I bet on him finishing closer to the 24 range. So that, again, I, I gave Daniel Jones that slight bump because of his rushing upside.
1: Another guy that we are higher on than you is to attack of He comes in at 18 consensus. I have him up at 16. Dennis had him right on at 18. You're at 21. I think there were part of me early in the off season that wanted to put him top 12. And then, um, I started thinking about things. So I, I dropped him down. I do feel like with the weapons that he has, he'll be decent, but I know you had him, uh, below six games from Deshaun Watson. So,
2: you know, Deshaun Watson, he's going to 40 points a game. <laughs> this I'll make
1: Miami even more angry. They couldn't land him in the trade. Yeah,
2: that would be so funny. <laughs> My thing with Tua, and look, I I feel like I've been consistent on this, so it's not too surprising for anybody who's listened or watched before. I don't know that Tyreek Hill changes that much for them. Like, does he give them a an explosive weapon? Yes, absolutely. They also kind of had that in Jalen Waddle last year, and Tua still wasn't great. Jalen Waddle was. I believe Jalen Waddle finishes, like, wide receiver 12, 13. So, like, he was really good. I know they're going to st- scheme ways to get Tyreek Hill the ball, and – They've never really had, I guess, two weapons like that when McDaniel was in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and running that offense. But if you go look at what Jimmy G did, he never really finished that high for fantasy. He had some games here and there, but it's always been built around the run. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Now, does it help, to that he has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Probably. But I think at the end of the day, he's still going to be like just this, I think, People get excited because Tyree Kill lands there, and we see a couple balls that he throws against air to Tyree Kill. One of which was clearly very underthrown, but that is what it is. I'm not going to go down that narrative because I still think two is a decent quarterback. I just I can't put him that high because at the end of the day, I think he's probably closer to a QB twenty. Like I just I don't think he he's not throwing. He doesn't bring you rushing upside right. So what would you put on, like, how do you think he's going to have, like, multiple three-plus touchdown games and 300 yards? I don't. Like, I, I just – I think there's a better shot that he's throwing for, like, 200, maybe 250 and like, a touchdown or two a game. Like, I think he's Baker is what he is. I don't – I think they're going to manage him. I don't think they're just going to be like, yeah, a go deep. Just release it. I don't think that's what McDaniel wants to do. I know that he says – he throws the most accurate ball and most catchable ball he's ever seen. And I'd say the same thing if I was a head coach and that was my quarterback. I don't believe he actually believes that.
1: I'd say the same thing if I had spent a year watching Trey Lance. So oh, Come on now. Come on. I mean, it's probably a little bit more accurate than Trey Lance. but We, we haven't seen Trey
2: Lance get live bullets yet. It's coming. It's coming this year. He's going to get a chance to start like every game unless he gets injured. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, the first ever NFT fantasy game for DraftKings. It is the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. You can now play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contest all season long to compete for millions in prizes. Guys, the next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up for the promo code with the promo code TPPN, that is T-P-P-N. Click the Rainmakers title and opt in to get your first card free. Plus play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That is promo code T-P-P-N. Build, play, win,
1: only at DraftKings. So after Tua, uh, number 17 is Trevor Lawrence, and um, you had him at 18, so pretty close. Dennis was the most bullish at 15. He said he's expecting a big jump from Trevor Lawrence this year. Part of his rationale is the Jags can't get any worse. <laughs> I was less bullish. I went down to 21, which isn't that far off where he was last year. I I still don't really love the Jags offense.
2: Yeah, neither do I. Um. Doug Peterson really only had one good here with Carson Wentz, and that was his MVP season. They love to get the tight ends involved, which is why I'm a little bit more bullish on Evan Ingram. But we've also seen Evan Ingram has an issue catching the actual ball, which is kind of important when you're receiving tight end. I like some of the weapons they brought in in Christian Kirk, and we'll see what they do with Visca. I know there's a lot of talk about how involved ETN is going to be I just don't think that this team is there yet. So I raised Lawrence a little bit because I think he's going to have some better games. I think he'll be more improved in the first half of the season. He was pretty good. That second half, I believe, is where he went like one touchdown and like six interceptions, I think, or something like that in the last four or five games. Like it was bad. I don't think he has that stretch this year. I just think he's a little bit more consistent, but not great.
1: So next up is a guy that we all dearly love, uh, which is Justin Fields coming in at QB 16. You had him at 15. You were the highest. Dennis had him at 17. I'm at 22. That is not a reflection of my love for him. That is a reflection of I think the Bears are horrendous. They don't have a good line. They gave him, you know, When Nikhil Harry comes to your team and people talk about it as an upgrade to your receiving core, that tells me all I need to know about your receiving core. I'm just hoping Justin Fields stays healthy and doesn't get too tired from running for his life.
2: When he got drafted, I said, Justin Fields is the kind of quarterback that lifts everybody around him and can take a team to the playoffs. I don't think that happens this year. I just think Justin Fields is going to take that step forward. He's looked, in my opinion, better now. Has he held on to the ball a little bit too long at times? Yes. He hasn't looked perfect. Darnell Mooney, though, I think, let's be honest, he was really the only receiver they had last year, too. Allen Robinson just did not want to be there. It was clearly visible. Cole Comet, I think, is going to be pretty good, too. I think we kind of overlook him because he's at the tight end position. If someone can just slightly step up, I think, with what Fields can bring on the ground, and I do think he's going to take a step forward as a passer, I think he's going to have a good year. Again, a lot of that coming from his rushing upside. He's a guy who could easily get you 100-plus rushing yards in any game because he's that good of an athlete.
1: Next up, and I'm I'm still fuming at you guys for making me be the apologist for this player, is Kirk Cousins coming in at 15. You had him way down at 17. Dennis had him at 14. I apparently am the Kirk Cousins lover now. I have him at 12. Um, that's just actually because I looked up that he's finished as a low-end QB1 the last couple of years and has a better offensive-minded coordinator. Um, but why did you drop Captain Kirk?
2: I don't really have a good explanation. I just feel like I, I, I like nope. some of the other guys That's ahead enough. of them more. I mean you have no
1: I, explanation.
2: It, it's not no explanation again. And maybe I'm I'm equating too much for a rushing upside. It's, it's kind of been what I've talked about for a couple of these guys while I've ranked him over some of the others. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields. And then I just don't know that I put him right there with Brady and Carr based on what I think they can do. And I feel like I'm low on Brady. I don't even know. I haven't looked exactly where you two have. My, I feel like I
1: was low on Brady. Yeah, you were low on Brady.
2: Yeah. Okay. So my thing with cousins and I do feel like I will end up probably being wrong on him because all they keep talking about is how they're moving away from like the dinosaur type of offense that um, I forgot his name. Captain caveman. I don't remember. Mike right, Zimmer. Zimmer. Mike Zimmer wanted to run with like, let's just run the ball 60 times. Do like a, we're just going to run the option out here and have our defense do everything in the wishbone offense. They're moving to a more passing offense, which you've got Justin Jefferson. I think KJ Osborne's is going to be decent this year. So I probably, I will admit, I'm probably going to be too. I'm going to be wrong on Cousins. I'm going to be too low. But I just, I felt like the rushing upside of those other guys. I just, I had to put them over Cousins.
1: The next one up at QB14 is Trey Lance, and this is one of the more polarizing. You have him way up at QB9. Dennis has him at 16. I have him at 17. I'll be honest, I'm. I have not been a Trey Lance believer, and I still am not. Look,
2: he's made some great throws, and I I talked about it. I think I had him QB3 coming out in that class. It was Justin Fields. Yeah, Dr- Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Lance for me. He's got the intangibles. He's got an incredible arm. We know what he can do with his legs as an athlete. I said even then, I know you said it too, Like we knew he was a project coming into the NFL. He was taking a jump from the FCS into the NFL. That's a big jump. That's not a, a something that's easy for players to do. In fact, we've actually not seen a lot of quarterbacks come and be successful. What I am giving Aaron McNair probably the yeah for quarterbacks is about it. The what I'm giving him, I guess, a boost in is believing in Kyle shenanigans. And I think that he is going to find a way to make Lance successful. Because he did it with Jimmy G. And Jimmy G is not nearly the athlete that he was I think that Lance will be good enough passing the ball. But again, it's what he can do with his legs. I think is going to make this team very good. I, I am very bullish on what I think the 49ers are going to do this year. And maybe I am all in on Lance. And I think it's just because I think he can be absolutely special. He's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. And look at where Jalen Hurts has finished the past couple of years. Like, and is it fair to say the 49ers are a better team offensively and defensively than the Eagles? So And the NFC award, well, never mind, the Eagles are in the NFC. I don't know why I thought they were in the AFC there for a second. The NFC is a bad conference. Like, I just, I I really think Trey Lance is going to be in for a good season.
1: (laughs) Next up, QB 13, just on the cusp of QB 1 range, is Derek Carr. And we're all relatively close. You were the lowest at QB 13, which is where he ends up. Dennis had him at 12. I had him at 11. His consensus number is 12. I I like Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, those pieces I've likened it before. I won't rehash that to some of the offensive setups that we've seen from McDaniels in the past. I'm I, not a huge Raiders stand, and I'm not sure the Raiders are going to be great as a team, but I think Derek Carr is going to be just fine.
2: Yeah, I think at this point, when you're talking about QB13, like that sounds bad because he doesn't finish as a QB1. But i I put him there because I think he's going to have a magnificent season. Like if you look mm-hmm. at what QB thirteen was last year, it's two hundred and fifty-five points. Like which I yes. believe
1: he was QB thirteen last
2: year. Uh as actually Ryan Tannehill. Um yeah. he finished as QB twelve, actually, just ahead by like thir- by fifty points practically, ahead of, of Ryan Tannehill. So he was a top 12 quarterback last year. Again, I think, obviously, for me, he wasn't in my top 12 because I put Lance up there. I I moved Lance up where you guys did not have Lance. He would have been in my top 12 probably had I not had uh, Lance up there. I'm with you. Like He's got great weapons. I think the offense is going to be just fine with Josh McDaniels. But I don't know that he's going to bring in like one of these top guys. And, again, outside of Trey Lance, like, I'm, I can't move him over any of those other guys. I think they're all just going to be better teams around. Like, there's not one team ahead of him for me that I think is going to be a worse team, maybe one, and that would be Rain Dakota Prescott. Maybe the Cowboys are worse than the Raiders. Everybody else on that list, though, for me, like, I think all those teams are going to be better, so I went with the better quarterbacks.
1: So QB 12 breaking into our QB 1 range is old man Tom Brady and I had him at 10 Dennis had him at 11 you had him way down at 14 why do you hate Tom Brady what's to like
2: about Tom Brady he wins he's got a lot of super bowls supermodel wife now i maybe i'm reading too much into the just disappearing from training camp and maybe it was just more of like a i mean he's been here before just didn't want to do it anymore He retired earlier in the offseason, then comes back after who knows what, right? Like, some people say it's because Bruce Arians retired. Some say he just finally got the itch, couldn't be around the kids and wife anymore. I don't know. I've always been told by any NFL player that you—we just talked about this before the show. You listen to NFL the the morning drive on SiriusXM on the NFL channel to work every day. I listen to it. I love listening to their afternoon shows. Anytime you hear an NFL player talk and say, if you're thinking about retiring, you're already out the door. He retired. It wasn't thinking about it. He retired and then came back and now has disappeared from the team for weeks. Again, I understand it's Tom Brady. He's going to go down as the best quarterback of all time. That's got to mean something eventually though, right? Like I, maybe he did make a pact with the devil and he's going to be perfectly fine. And, and now I'm wrong, but I feel like he's going to eventually start to take a step back. And I feel like everything going on this off season just shows me that maybe he's not a hundred percent in it. Like he has been in the past. I'd never questioned him before. And then now I'm just kind of like, there's just so much leaning the other way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I just, Feels hard to root against him, especially since he was gone for eleven days and the world got twelve goats lighter, um, and one altar heavier. So I mean, you
2: know, I mean, that's it. Probably happened here in Texas with like the first storm we've had here in like a thousand years too. I, I heard he was close by, so I don't know. Look, I'm just saying. Like, I I think he's gonna have a good season again. When people hear QB 14, you're like, oh my god, that's so bad. It's like realistically, no, when you look at the the fantasy points like QB what let, let me, let me find it here. So like from like QB nine through 15, they're all pretty close. They're within like a game of fantasy points from each other. It's the top well, guys that are clearly separated.
1: And I don't want to douse you too hard as we get to our next quarterback in here, which is uh, at 11 in consensus is Aaron Rogers. Um, you had him all the way up at six. Dennis had him at 13 said, uh, His comment was, they say the rising tide lifts all boats, but relying on two rookies and a fifth-year breakout gives me pause with Rodgers. The running game could bring down the passing production a little. I had him even lower at QB 14, and I'll be honest, it's the same. I think they're going to be more run-heavy. I think Matt LaFleur has been trying to transition them to being more of a run-heavy offense, and I also did not – it's not about Rodgers, but – His supporting cast, there's only so much they can do to damage it. And then him on top of it, maybe uh, throwing shade at his young receivers in public forums, it doesn't feel like it got him off to a great start. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up top 12, but I had him just outside kind of for some of the reasons you have Brady um, down there. But you, no fear with Aaron Rodgers.
2: He is the best quarterback I've ever seen play the game. Like, I... Tom Brady, I know, has got the Super Bowls. Nobody's probably ever going to touch that, at least probably not in our lifetime. If To me, Aaron Rodgers is special. Always been that way. I get that he lost to Devontae Adams. Have you watched Romeo Dubes play football? Because I haven't, but I hear he's like doing really, really good.
1: Well, apparently Aaron Rodgers has and doesn't no, he think talks, he should be out on the it was, field.
2: It was Christian Watson that he talked bad about, wasn't it? They talk bad about oh, DJ. He, he
1: threw both
2: of them yeah. under the bus. Who cares? He's got Alan Lazard, and that's all that matters because Alan Lazard <laughs> is the lizard king this year. He's going to be amazing. And they're going to be getting. Oh, my God. My eye will not stop itching now all of a sudden. Um, tight end name is completely Robert gone out Tun- of my head. Tunyon. Robert Tunyon. He's going to come back eventually. I do agree with you guys. They probably do rely a little bit more on the run game, but the past couple of years. Just Aaron Jones. I haven't even looked to see A.J. Dillon, who was also injured a lot of last season. 68, 63, 65 targets over the past couple years. He's going to throw the ball to those guys a lot, too. They're going to get receiving yards and probably receiving touchdowns as well. And the one thing that, while he doesn't do it as much anymore, Aaron Rodgers is not afraid to run, or especially when they get in the red zone and get some rush touchdowns. Had he been a little less afraid to do that a couple years ago, he's probably in the Super Bowl winning his second Super Bowl Because he had nothing but green in front of him, and he decided to try and throw it, and Tampa Bay ends up winning that game. That's neither here nor there. I think Lazard is going to be fine. What Dennis said for me is why I still believe in Rodgers, because I do believe a rising tide raises all ships. We have seen him turn guys into absolute studs who were not that beforehand. Now, I'm not going to put Devontae Adams in that category, because I think Devontae Adams is probably going to end up a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He was, though, when he got drafted, I think it's fair to say, A, nobody thought Devontae Adams was going to be good. Aaron Rodgers did not think Devontae Adams was going to be good. They forced him the ball. He ended up becoming this incredible route runner. He's an incredible receiver. Nobody on that roster is, is Devontae Adams. But I would not be surprised if Alan Lazard, and whether it's Dubes, whether it's Cobb, whether I don't think Christian Watson's that good, but I do think Dubes can be something decent for them. He's such a good passer. He's going to get them the ball. As long as they don't drop it MVS style, they're going to then put up points. I think he's going to be fine because I think the Packers are still one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: Our quarterback 10 is uh, from the reigning Super Bowl champions, and that's Matthew Stafford. You had him at 12, Dennis had him at 10, I had him up at 9. I think he arguably has a better receiving core now with Allen Robinson coming over but i have the only i have still mild concerns i guess about whenever you talk about an elbow not being in great shape that's a little bit concerning but i think that rams offense is still going to be good
2: yeah that was really the only reason i didn't have him any higher is i know mcveigh i believe just came out recently and said there's nothing really to be concerned about anymore is a little bit of elbow fatigue i mean i deal with elbow fatigue on a daily basis and I i couldn't be out there throwing 600 balls a year so i i I'm a tad bit worried about that, but I think he's going to end up having a great season.
1: Uh, Right above him at QB nine coming in at a nine average in consensus is Kyler Murray. You and Dennis both had him at seven. I had him at 13. I am not a true believer in the Arizona Cardinals either.
2: Yeah. As long as he stays healthy, he's I mean, he was on track to be the MVP last year. Right. So I feel like, I'd knock him a little bit here. I have him at seven. He probably misses a game or two because of injury. But he's got Marquise Hollywood Brown. who I think it's going to be a legitimate deep threat for them. And, and a real one. They tried to use Christian Kirk in that role. That's not what Christian Kirk is good at. You actually have that now in Hollywood Brown. Once Hopkins comes back, we I mean, that dude's got meat hooks. You throw the ball within an area code of him, and he's coming down with it. So I think once he comes back to Kyler, just going to skyrocket. So I had him down there because I don't know that he's really efficient. While Hopkins is out, but once Hopkins comes back, I think Murray's going to absolutely just rocket ship up.
1: Next up at QB 8, Russell Wilson. You have him at 10. Dennis had him at 9. I have him up at 7. I'm all in, baby.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what there's to dislike about him. He's going to have an amazing season. I don't like that he lost Tim Patrick because I thought he really would have helped – and I, we talked about it when we did the Denver thing. Neither one of us was really big on like Albert O being this thing that the fantasy community was trying to make in him, and it really seems like he's not now. So,
1: I don't know though, I've watched some of his catches he's made in preseason. I might be back
2: on them. back. At, hey, look, uh, you
1: know, i the same I'm thing, at, but you know who I'm actually super bullish about? Uh, there's two, um, and I hope anyone that's in a future redraft with me, including all of our listeners are not playing, but um, Hamler.
0: Uh, just who, no, nobody's some, paying attention.
1: Just, just been just some good. Me. But the one that I've come way around on is Montreal Washington, who oh. has been, they have sat out Hamler, Judy, and Sutton out of preseason for obvious reasons. But Montreal Washington comes out with the first group and is making a lot of plays to the point where they're testing out other return men because they think he might be too much involved in the offense to be a returner. And he was drafted That's as a returner. So I'm kind oh. of. A little bit excited when you get one of those like speed guys in there too, but I like dangerous. The next one at QB seven um, is uh, your personal favorite. Uh, we'll call him by what is it? Is it Dakota Rain?
2: Rain Dakota Prescott.
1: Rain Dakota Prescott. Uh, you have him all the way QB eleven. Dennis has him at eight. I'm at six. Dallas, I wish I knew how to quit you. That's why
2: that I'm going to end up being right on this because you love the Cowboys and Dennis loves himself. Some Dak. I have serious concerns.
1: I know. Like
2: I have some serious concerns about what this offense is going to be. It's Ceedee lamb and who,
1: I feel like I should not have grown up with my formative years in the 90s where I could watch all those fun Dallas Cowboy games in the Super Bowl because I got tangentially roped into a sad fandom.
2: It happens everywhere. That's why they're quote unquote America's team. Anyways, they're not the Cleveland Browns are, but that's besides the point.
1: I don't know what's more American than getting your hopes up and then crushing them against the Rocks. That's a good point. Nothing,
2: I i I'm just I have some serious concerns about this offense. I mean, Gallup. There's rumors he won't be back until possibly November. At that point, like it's just the Washington crazy. injury was
1: a real yeah. blow too. I I have some hopes for No Brown, and I'm just gonna go back to I've been. I on don't. The I watch Dol- him at Ohio State. Don't have. <sighs> You're falling endeavor.
2: into the You're Cowboys endeavor. narrative by the getting I, uh, your
1: crashed. The real thing is I've been on the Dalton Schultz train for three years now. And, you know, finally that perseverance paid off. I still think there's an outside chance he's tight end one because that dude's going to get hammered with 140 or 150 targets. And so is Lamb. And I actually think this is probably good news for both running backs because then Zeke can continue to pound it. And they'll use Pollard a lot more as like that slot and screen games to vault up the value.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I agree with you on Schultz. I think he's in for amazing season. And I do think that lamb's going to be as well, but TJ Vasher, Kevante Turpin, who I know had like two returns. And so now he's like a fantasy superstar. Jalen Tolbert, Dennis Houston, Dennis who? Like who the hell is Dennis? Simi Feyoko? Simi Fayoko. I'm sorry, Dontario Drummond. I saw him at Ole Miss. All it's right, not that good.
1: Let's stop pulling tears out.
2: Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's more of I just don't know what this. Like I legitimately think what you mentioned is a good thing for Zeke and, and Pollard is what I honestly. I think they're the guys that I want to bet on for the Cowboys this year.
1: So the next one is his NFC East uh, rival, which is Jalen Hurts, coming in at QB6 in consensus. And I have to say, I have bone to pick with you guys because three months ago I was the highest on Jalen Hurts, and somehow you guys have dropped me to being the lowest at QB8. Wow. Dennis has come all the way around. He was talking about the Eagles being Super Bowl contenders the other day. He has them at six, and you have him up at five. So but I think I've we all have come it. You weren't out the same yeah. way. Dennis is the one that Dennis was like. Jalen Hurts my... doesn't
2: deserve to be in the NFL. The CFL's calling. I I, I like Hurts. I know, I, uh... but I
1: I don't know how I went from being the highest on him to the lowest, and the lowest on Kirk Cousins to the highest. I feel like you guys are punking me.
2: No, so my thing, and I'm not trying to make a direct comparison here, but we talked a lot about it on the me and you were on the the draft day stuff. We talked about it with. With, um, with Jared and Jared Palmgren and Mike Valerie, who were on our team as well. We were talking about the A.J. Brown trade. Again, I'm not making the comparison that Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen. He is not. But I do think A.J. Brown can do for that offense what Stefan Diggs did for that Buffalo Bills offense, which I think helps him as a passer, and we already know what he can do with his legs. I mean, he's finished up here every single year, and I feel like he's gotten a tad bit better. He's never going to be the like most efficient passer but he's gotten a tad bit better every single year. If he just continues to get a tad bit better, I think this Eagles team is going to be a little
1: bit better, so I'm all in. Number five, Joey Burrow, and I have him the highest. I had him at QB four because I'm excited. Dennis has him at five. You're a little bit lower at eight, but I think we all love the weapons he has. Probably, I'm guessing you have him a little bit lower because he's not a runner.
2: Yeah, that, and I want to see that offensive line be better. I know that they've done a lot to improve it.
1: They did secretly put a lot of effort into their. Well, not secretly, but they did put a lot of effort. I will give them props for that. They
2: did, and and so I do think that he can have a good season. I mean, he finished his QB5 last year. The other thing, and why I dropped him a little bit, was... It's real. I, I know it's. It's not something you can like quantitate in actual analysis. There's legitimately been a Super Bowl hangover for the team that that that. I think the Chiefs is really the only one that's gone back and then won it. Am I correct there? Like,
1: yeah, d- I can't. No, they it- won it and then they went back and lost it.
2: Okay, that, but that when they they have not looked as good since like they they get into the playoffs and they look good right but like yeah. Patrick Mahomes also I mean Joe Burrow actually for a long Mahomes. time
1: the loser of the Super Bowl had such a hangover they couldn't even have a winning season i mean there's right. been quite a few <laughs> excuse me and so i don't think we're going to have that
2: joe burrow i think they're still probably going to win the afc north going to be a very good team i just think he takes a small step back i want to see the offensive line improving i mean i mean my god tyler boy jamar chase whom I've T Higgins, um, a tight end, but doesn't really uh, like matter. Hayden Hurst, your boy. Oh, yeah,
1: well, how can I forget? Secret Hayden tight end one. High. I'm sorry, Hayden Hurst, Joe timeline? Mixon is known to catch a pass or two. I'm sure Just they a small step back, it. small step back, not a big one. Number four, Lamar Jackson. You and Dennis had him at QB4, I had him at QB3. I think they the rushing upside, and I would imagine. He will probably run a fair amount because uh, whew, that receiving core.
2: Shot Bateman, Mark Andrews. That's all that matters. And Isaiah likely is now tied in one, apparently, because of one good game. Mm-hmm. Look, the one. there's only one thing I have to say about Lamar Jackson. One thing. You guys know that this is where he's going to finish because I've nailed his projection the past couple of years perfectly when he was good. And I said, that he was going to take a big step back. And he did. I, I'm pretty sure I actually nailed his exact spot. And I'm back in on him again this year. Cause I agree. with you. He's going to run a lot. I think he's going to pass the ball a decent amount. It's, it could possibly be a contract year for him. He has not signed an extension. Mm-hmm. I think he's in for a big year. I think the Ravens and Lamar are going to have a really good year.
1: Yeah, and he he would have had a good year last year if he hadn't gotten hurt and missed that you know five games. Number three on the consensus, Mr. Patrick Mahomes, and that's right where you and Dennis had him. I had him at QB5. I do not dislike the talent. I'm not a Patrick Mahomes hater. I just not – I think it's going to be harder for the Chiefs this year than it's been in some of the previous years. They had personnel shifts. I still don't think they know what they're doing in the running game because – their running back room is a question. And I think there's gonna be adjustment to life without Tyree Kill. You aren't gonna see some of those magnificent huge bomb down the field plays. There's gonna be some growing pains. And Mahomes was in like QB five, six range last year, which is still, as we said, incredible. If you finish anywhere in the top five, you're good.
2: Yeah, I mean he finished QB four last year just behind Tom Brady, who we know my opinions on Tom Brady this year. So I'm with you though I, I don't think that they're going to have quite as an explosive offense as they have in the past but it's Patrick Mahomes like I think they're going to pass so much because of how good the AFC is as well like I think he's just gonna get it by volume like I, I don't I'm, I'm with you he's not gonna have those big plays to tire or kill what it's going to be is they're gonna beat you by a thousand cuts now it's gonna be like Travis Kelsey dump off the sky more. I don't even know who else. Nicole Hardman, Juju like I don't.
1: Smith Schuster. Juju,
2: yeah, Juju's gonna get like thirty catches AM-MBS in one game for like hundred yards. He get the uh, bomb
1: yeah. down the MBS field. MVS would
2: get a bomb. He'll get six thrown to him.
1: He'll then drop this five. Then would be angry if we, we forgot one. that MVS is yeah. there.
2: But like, I, I could legitimately see Juju getting what, like, ten targets a game, eight catches for like hundred yards, because like he's gonna be so good in the short area. I think he just gets it by a thousand cuts.
1: Our top two quarterbacks, we were all in lockstep. We both, we all three had them at one and two. And that's number two, our boy, Justin Herbert, and number one, Josh Allen. And I'll be honest, there are days where I think Justin Herbert could get to be number one. It's hard to repeat as QB one two years in a row. Allen was that. But I think this just speaks to our respect for him as a power rusher.
2: I wanted to. I had Justin Herbert at one for like half a minute, and then I switched it back because. Have you seen what
1: Josh Allen's been doing this all this preseason? He came in. He played one series. Devin Singletary, and I happened to be watching it because I was watching a shell of a Broncos team out there. He also probably reignited a million people, like creaming themselves watching – Gabe Davis highlights because he just like vaulted. He danced around for a few minutes and then vaulted this long touchdown strike. And I thought Gabe Davis just went up six spots in uh, ADP.
2: Oh, I mean, I'm in a a 24 team auction right now. When that play happened, Gabe Davis went from like $30 in the auction to 92 that quick. Like, yeah, it was one of those things where that's the only reason I feel like after the way, in my opinion, I, everybody has, I'm sure, their own opinions on overtime. In my opinion, the Bills were the better team that day. They got screwed. I think they actually win the Super Bowl if they go there and play the yep. Rams. I think Josh Allen is a man on a mission this year. Would not be surprised if Herbert outscores him, but I just feel like Josh Allen's going to do everything he can to get back to Super Bowl, and that includes just going lights out this year in the season. I I think he's in for a huge
1: huge and Ken Dorsey doesn't seem to be missing a step as a play caller uh, taking over.
2: Agreed. And that was my biggest concern when it when it happened, because we were all like, oh well Brian Dayball. Ken Dorsey is not Brian Dayball, but it doesn't. Like, I mean again, it's preseason, so take that from take whatever you want from that. I'm looking at it as like he doesn't look like he's literally nothing has changed from that last game against the Chiefs in the AFC championship to right now in the preseason. Like he's just He's phenomenal. He's probably the best quarterback in the league right now.
1: So I'll do a quick recap. QB one consensus. These are all our consensus rankings. QB one, Josh Allen, two, Justin Herbert, three, Patrick Mahomes, four, Lamar Jackson, five, Joe Burrow, six, Jalen Hurts, seven, Dakota Rain, Rain, Dakota Prescott, uh, eight, Russell Wilson, nine, Kyler Murray, 10, Matthew Stafford, 11, Aaron Rodgers, 12, Tom Brady, 13. Derek Carr. 14. Trey Lance. 15. Kirk Cousins. 16. Justin Fields. 17. Trevor Lawrence. 18. Tua Tagovailoa. 19. Jared Goff. 20. Ryan Tannehill. 21. Jameis Winston. 22. Mac Jones. 23. Baker Mayfield. And 24. Carson Wentz. All right, so that will do it
2: for us today. We'll be back on Friday. Dennis will be back with us, and we're going to be talking about our top 24 running backs.
1: Yep, top 24 consensus running backs. All right.
2: Well, everybody, we will talk to you guys this again soon. Have a great day.
0: Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came like the room already. It is the end zone for 100. Touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump the lead. Golly! Oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! I can!